1: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera,
0: where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi,
2: Brian Clayton. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? I'm
0: well, Christina. Thanks for having me on.
2: Uh, You betcha. You are the uh, CEO and co-founder of GreenPal. A very successful marketplace connecting homeowners to uh, lawn care professionals. And uh, we have a lot of houses that need uh, taken care of, especially here in Texas after that one wonderful freeze that kind of burnt all our tropical plants here in Houston.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, you're in Nashville, you're in Tennessee, and uh, before that you had Peachtree, uh, one of the largest landscaping companies in the state of uh, Tennessee. You did sell that company. Uh, so today we're going to talk about wonderful thing that a lot of businesses need is how to do that bootstrapping. And for your business, grow from zero revenue to profitability, and hopefully eventually to exit. Um, but before we go to all of that, what brought you to the whole world of entrepreneurship?
0: I was actually drug into entrepreneurship, kicking and screaming at my, by my father on a hot summer day. He said, get off your butt. You're going to go cut the neighbor's grass. <laughs> He made me go mow the neighbor's yard. And after I got done, I got paid 20 bucks. Yeah. And ever since then, I was hooked. I was hooked on owning my own business. I actually yeah. just uh, stuck with that little lawn mowing business all through high school, all through college and graduated college. I I had to make a choice. Was I got to go into the job market or stick with this landscaping company? Mm-hmm. Didn't really want to be a, a lawn guy my whole life, but mm-hmm. I said, hey, let's just see where we can go with this and made a little business plan. And over mm-hmm. a 15-year period of time, I grew that to one of the largest, landscaping companies in the state of Tennessee, where I live, got it over $10 million a year in annual revenue, over 150 uh, employees, Mm -hmm. and did it all with no outside capital, no investors, uh, bootstrapped that business. And Mm in 2013, uh, the business was acquired by one of the largest landscaping companies in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so growing that business just from myself and a push mower to over 150 people, I learned a lot on how to build a business the hard way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I applied everything I learned into my second business, which is called Green Pal, which is like the Uber for lawn mowing. Mm-hmm. So if you need to get a grass cutting service, you don't have to call all over Craigslist or Facebook anymore. You can just download our app and mm-hmm. a great service will come out and mow your yard the next day.
2: That's great. And what's amazing about that is that uh, everyone will have like you, your dad got you out of bed just to mow some lawn, who would have thought that would have turned into a super profitable business. Um, now, now tell me, how did that work out when we had like the boom and um, or the the bubble burst in 2008? And whatever? Are there times where there's been less traffic, less business because of the economy? Because I'm guessing maybe people don't mow their lawn as much? How has it worked? And how have you seen yourself through those times?
0: Really good question. One of the mm-hmm. toughest things I've ever been through was the 2008 financial crisis because a lot of our business was tied to commercial clientele and new mm-hmm. construction, and mm-hmm. and it just overnight everybody just stopped spending money. And unless you went through that, you don't really know what it was like. And and particularly if you didn't own a business at the time, mm-hmm. you you don't really know how difficult that was. And and we're kind of repeating it now again with COVID, but it's mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah. Uh, except for back then, there was no there was no bazooka from the from the U.S. government to bail everybody out. It was just like, hey, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they had like a cash for clunkers uh, program or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the, there was no like bailout for small business, and so yeah. it was really really tough. Uh, I remember one one day. I, I it was a Sunday Sunday afternoon. I knew payroll was the next day, and my payroll was something like around ninety eight thousand dollars, and I had seventeen thousand dollars in the company checking account. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was a tough tough t- period to get through. But luckily, I. Was able to rally the team around saying, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to make everybody whole, but you're gonna have to stick with us. Mm -hmm. And we had to like, almost take the business down to the studs and rebuild it from the inside out. And, and, uh, I learned a lot going through that. Mm -hmm. Like success is a lousy teacher. Uh, it's when you go through these like tough periods like that was, did I learn a lot about how to really, uh, be a better leader, be a better manager, uh, how to innovate our way out of it. And Mm -hmm. we came out stronger for it. it. It actually, that was one of the things that enabled us to be able to sell the business in 2013.
2: Um, that's great. And now I was just about to ask you as a follow up question, how has it been different here with the COVID situation? Because now not everyone's not working, but the people that are working, it's different. And then we have the masking and the social distancing in certain places. Has that impacted your businesses differently? And how have you gone about working with that?
0: Here we are today, you know, we're, I'm I'm in a little bit different position. We have invented a brand new product and we've invented a way that uh, you can hire a lawn mowing service without even making a phone call. And so covid actually helped our business in the way of being able to get this chore done without having to be in contact with anybody. And so, you know, like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, Mm -hmm. these companies have all had banner years and we've kind of had that tailwind ourselves in terms of people looking Mm -hmm. for a way to get things done without Mm -hmm. doing it the old way of having to meet with somebody face to face, get an estimate. So it's helped us. We've actually, our business has doubled. We have over 200,000 homeowners using the app to get their lawn mowed Uh, doing $20 million a year in revenue. And so mm. it, it, it was beneficial for our business. Luckily, you know, if you were in the travel space, restaurants, events, anything of that sort, you know, it was really, really hard. And my heart goes out to you. Yeah. But uh, when you're going through times like this, economic downturns and things mm-hmm. that are outside of your control, you can, you can like reframe it and look at it like it's not happening to me as a business owner. It's happening mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to really kind of almost have a second founding of the business and and, mm-hmm. and figure out a way to rebuild it from the inside out. And mm-hmm. five, 10 years from now, you'll be glad you went through it.
2: Yeah, because it makes you stronger as a business. Now you know how to deal with another downset again. Now, what I'm wondering, uh, when you said to your employees, hey, uh, we can't meet payroll. It's tough. Stick with us. We're going to we're going to do right by you. I'm guessing you already had a good relationship and you'd built that strong connection with your employees, which I'm I'm thinking is for any business owner listening is the core of keeping together during hard times because they know you do have their back.
0: Yes. The, the, the downturn can, can accelerate what's, a good culture or a bad culture. So, so if you haven't done a good job as a leader, if you haven't done a good job as building a good co- a company culture, a, ba- a downturn will accelerate that and amplify it. If if mm-hmm. if you have done a decent job at that, it'll it'll galvanize the team and almost make mm-hmm. it stronger. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, like that business was my family. I had hundred plus people that worked there. I knew everybody's name, knew everybody's family, and and for us, it was kind of like almost like hey us as a family, we're going to have to go through this. And out of a hundred and some odd people, nobody left the company. Everybody waited it out. It took mm-hmm. as much as three weeks to make everybody whole, but mm-hmm. but uh, and we we figured out a way to make it work. And we also got through the downturn without having to lay anybody off. We we didn't have to cut hours and we, mm-hmm. we shifted some people around, but we made sure everybody had a paycheck that wanted one. Mm-hmm. And so, these things can really help make your company stronger from the inside out and, 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 and unlike any other set of mm-hmm. circumstances. And so, you know, I was lucky to have gone through it and to be able to survive and come out, you know, still with a profitable business because the company that bought our business looked at that. And they knew how hard it was because they had been through it. And they, mm-hmm. they thought, wow, if this company can go through, get through that, it is a healthy company.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I'm I'm getting from you also is that you had a lot of communication going on. I've uh, consulted and been with a lot of companies and, and said, "Hey, we're having some issues. Work with us. Whatever was what, our problem." And I found one of the biggest issues with businesses is non-communication with their staff. Like, there's not that. There's a separateness. Uh, there's the upper echelons oh, yeah. and then us little nobodies. And that's exactly, exactly, that's exactly how they feel. And get so out in
0: front of it and be honest and, yeah. and communicate more than you think you need to. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like a side piece of that is as the business owner, whether you've got three employees, five, 10, 30, 300, you get exactly the culture you deserve. And so mm-hmm. if you do Go into the office and and uh, you find yourself you don't love to be there and there's mm-hmm. there's things that's wrong with the culture that you don't like as the owner as the founder as the as a manager as as the CEO you get exactly the culture that you deserve because it's reflecting you mm-hmm. and so uh, that was a that was something that that took me a long time to learn and once I understood it I thought mm-hmm. okay yeah that makes sense I, if I am in a pissed off mood all hundred people here are going to be in a pissed off mood. And mm-hmm. so it, it, uh, it really kind of helped me reframe how I led that company and how I set the tone and how I set the culture there.
2: Mm, that is such a great point, Brian, because I recall one business had called me in several times to consult and I would get up and going with some processes. So they're, they're, all their different departments would work coherently. And then a year later, okay, we need you again. I'm like, what's going on And each time they would have a whole new crew of staff and it would be the same thing. It, the culture would just be really poor. Everyone would be miserable. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you're going to shift employees. It's not the employees. It's it's coming from the top. You all hate running this business. <laughs> it actually it actually got to the point. Where, like, listen, you love doing what you do, whatever you're selling, but you need to get someone else to do the other stuff because right. you hate doing it. You're just right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. If you come into the office and you're and you're in a ticked off mood and and uh, you're disheveled and frustrated mm-hmm. and aggravated, well, guess what? Everybody else is going to mirror that, mm-hmm. and so you, whether you want to psych yourself out or not, you just, you, you have to, you have to really put that aside and maybe, maybe Monday morning you come in with donuts and coffee and it's and to say, okay, from this day forward, I'm going to have a positive attitude about what we're doing here and, and let that be the first step. And, and because if not, you know, like I said, you get exactly the culture you deserve.
2: Now, how did you go about reframing? Cause I'm sure there are times where you, it's hard to put on that hey, I'm positive, when you're like, I, I just want to go home and close the door. How, how do you keep that, that positive going even during tough times?
0: Yeah, I the one thing that helped me is I I started to reframe everything almost. I read a book mm-hmm. uh, called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Um, mm-hmm. And the author of that book talks about your life in the context of a storyline. And like mm-hmm. to live an interesting life, you have to live an interesting story. And then I began to extrapolate that. To, to like to almost to another layer to say oh my business is my storyline my business is the thing that is like the drumbeat to my story and mm-hmm. and yeah I'm like the hero I'm not I'm like the main character in this story and there's going to be mm-hmm. ups and downs and there's going to be uh things I have to overcome but mm-hmm. but that's part of a good story like if, mm-hmm. if you went to a movie and like the main character didn't have to like overcome some obstacle to get where they were trying to go it'd be a pretty boring movie yeah and so like if you can reframe in the conversation context of, yeah, this is happening to me. It's, not, it's happening for me, not to me. Mm. And, uh, and this is like in the context of a five or 10 or 20 year mm-hmm. arc, this mm-hmm. is going to make the story interesting. Yeah. And wow, if I can overcome this bad culture and make it a positive one and make mm-hmm. it a force for good, how cool is that going to be? And like, yeah. like zoom out and reframe it in that, in that bigger context of a storyline mm-hmm. is what helped me get through, get out of like, just get out of that, that rut that we all get into when you mm-hmm. when you're 10 years deep into a business.
2: Yeah. And I really like that you went here because you don't even have to be a business owner to take this piece of advice. I've heard people say, oh, everything was rocking in my business. I had a gal who was working in a business for... Thirty years as an employee, loved it, best business ever. But things change as always. That's life. Life just changes. Exactly. New management, things shift. It's not as fun to be there. And she started to act like just that. Oh, why is this happening? I've been such a star employee, and the, and I'm thinking to myself. But that's just it. It just changed. And then if you, I love your reframe there because if you just say, okay, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. What can I get from this? Maybe it's just time for me to change.
1: Yeah, and and wow, five,
0: five years from now, how cool of a story is this going to be? Yeah. Um, I overcome this, you know, and I came out stronger. I came out smarter when everything is going well and going correctly. It's a terrible teacher <laughs> boring story. Yeah, it's a boring story. Nobody wants to watch that story. And so like, like reframing it and it's, it's like, uh, well, uh, my payroll is $95,000 tomorrow and I have 17 grand in the bank. Mm. That, doesn't, that doesn't help me. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like well, y- yeah, I, I, understand, I, I understand that. We're going to have to get practical and like tactical here too, but uh-huh. zoom out, look, you know, I mean, hell, I, here I am 10 years, I'm, I'm able to tell that story 13 years later and I can laugh uh-huh. about it. I wasn't yeah, laughing yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but what's great is that relationship you built with your employees, we're able to say, here's where we're at. I'm being honest. And let's figure out a strategy to get through it That's because right. complaining and bitching about it ain't going to change the, 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 where we're at. So nope,
0: that just puts you further down into the, into the, the spiral. spiral downward.
2: Yeah. But this way we strategize, we figure out what we do to come out the other end. So we all win. That, that's what we want. We want to come out, you know, strong and, and you know, we like, all yeah. win. Yeah, we all win. Exactly. Well, this has been great because what these tips and strategies and insights you've left our audience with will be just the thing that will allow them eventually to strategize to exit. Because if you don't have that brand that can get through the hard times where you can eventually sell.
0: Exactly, it, it, it's like a stress test on your business. It's happening for you, not to you. In the grand scheme of things, you'll be glad it happened five, ten years later. And and think of your life as a storyline, as a movie, and that this is the part of the movie where the character is is going through trials and tribulations to get to get to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm.
2: And let's see how they win. I can't wait to see that part. Where exactly. Awesome. <laughs> and
0: you're writing the story as you go. I mean, how fun is that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I like <laughs> to have empowerment over your own life. that you can Exactly. This has been fabulous. Where do people find out more about you, about GreenPow? How do they do that?
0: Yeah, anybody listening to this doesn't want to waste time cutting their lawn. They can just download GreenPow in the App Store or Play Store. Anybody who wants to reach out to me, LinkedIn is, a, is the best way to get it me. Just Google my name, LinkedIn, and uh, shoot me a message there.
2: Awesome. Well, Brian, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your wonderful wisdom today. Thank you.
1: Christina,
0: thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it.